Hi everybody, my name is Bernard Jackman. I'm a former uh, professional rugby player for Connacht, Sale Sharks, Leinster and looking up to play for Ireland. Um, and then I went coaching in Grenoble in, in France in the top 14, the Dragons in the URC. And now I'm working in the media as a pundit um, and coaching at all levels of the game, um, club game and the schools game. So look, I'm delighted to be part of uh, Cassie Travel's team for, for the World Cup and, and the rugby season. Um it's not far away now. It's only a couple of weeks away in Ireland. Put their their last um, home international to bed with a good performance against England um, in the Viva on Saturday. And obviously the the big moment was Keith Earls winning his 100 cap. And it was great to see him get a try. I was looking enough to play with Keith uh, for a little while at the start of his career. And um, he's someone who's widely respected in the game. I think he's a f- the only player I think I can think of that no one really has has a grudge against or bitches and moans, which is so unusual in in pro sport um, when there's so many egos involved. But he's just a guy who, I suppose, earns respect through his actions. Uh, great teammates, obviously phenomenal player. And uh, he was stuck in 98 caps for so long. He, he, he said himself that he wasn't sure he was going to get to 100. But Andy Farrell um, values him massively. I think he'll be named in the squad when it's named next Monday um, for what he brings on the field but also off the field he's part of the leadership group so um, I'm going to be at all the games with, with, with Cassidy Travel I hopefully get to meet um, a lot of you uh, who are travelling over for, for the World Cup and hopefully we can go further than we ever did before plus I'll be doing weekly sound bites um, I'll be doing video clips previewing Ireland's games previewing our opposition trying to f- show you where Ireland are likely to find an edge and also what the opposition are uh, likely to throw at us and that'll be all the way from the start from from Romania, Tonga, South Africa, Scotland all the way through hopefully to very very deep in the competition because I believe Ireland um, are on the verge of their, their best ever World Cup and I actually believe they're, they're genuine contenders to win it and um, when you look at what else is happening around around the world I mean it's a it's amazing and unfortunate, but the the best teams are on our side of the draw, and it's been widely spoken about. But you know, everyone's talking about a formality to get to a quarter final, but the reality is Scotland have improved massively over the last four or five months as well, and are now ranked fifth in the world. So you've got Ireland um, ranked one in the world, South Africa, um, obviously the world champions, Scotland worked ranked five, fifth in the world, all in the same group, plus a Tonga side who have been, I suppose, strengthened by the the new requalification loss or some high-profile players who played for Australia, the All Blacks, etc., have now requalified pl- to play for their country, their birth, and will provide a test for us, even though, obviously, it's a test that I expect Ireland to overcome quite significantly. Um, in terms of where Ireland are at, I think we're in a good place. Obviously, the news about Dan Sheen's injury and, and the fear that maybe uh, he could be out for four to six weeks, that would be a huge blow. I think he's the best hooker in the world um, at the moment. He's critical to how Ireland play because we play fast, we play with a lot of weight and having a, a forward that can carry like a back, which he does, um, is huge. Obviously, his line-out throwing is, is excellent as well. So um, I think if Ireland have all their hookers fit with Herring, Keller and Dan Sheen, we've the best three um going into this World Cup as a collective. The problem now is that Ronan Keller hasn't had a preseason game. He's had some niggles as well. So if you've got doubts about two of those three um, going into the World Cup, it, it's certainly a, a, a big blow. And, and Farrell will be hoping that the, the medical team can get him right as quickly as possible. He doesn't need to play against Romania. He doesn't need to play against Tonga. I think if he can be back for the Scotland game, it's worth the risk to bring him because... Um, 
he will be crucial once you start to play the, the better teams and um, he adds so much to this Irish team Jack Cohn I believe is, is going to be fine so apart from the, the, the doubt about Dan Sheen I think we've got through uh, this pre-season in pretty rude health obviously we've won more game uh, this weekend against uh, Samoa and Bayonne which is a big injury risk but um, all in all we're, we're, in, we're in good shape the team look physically fit and ready to play rugby um, previous World Cups there's been a huge focus on the uh, non-field conditioning. So they've gone to World Cups very fit aerobically, anaerobically, but it didn't transfer onto the rugby field. And it's been a big mantra of Andy Farrell since he took over that rugby was going to be at the core of everything they did. And they have been doing a lot of rugby over this pre-season. And the Italian game and the England game, we looked physically in good shape, even though there was obviously elements of our game that weren't um, as cohesive as you would expect them to be. Um, a little bit later in the competition. I think because we have Romania and Tonga first, Farrell has been able to keep some stuff back um, and drip feed it in over those two games so that we're locked and loaded and ready uh, for that challenge against South Africa, which is going to be an incredibly tough fixture. They, um, they're the world champions. They've got a, a massive squad uh, full of quality, talent and experience. And um, they were so impressive at the weekend against Wales where they put 50 points on a, on a Welsh team in Cardiff and um, they're peaking at just the right time. Obviously, the Razzie Erasmus factor, um, Jacques Nienabar, Felix Jones, you know, they're World Cup winners already so they'll get massive self-belief from that and um, it'll be an incredibly tough tough task for us. It'll be really interesting how Ireland um, set up to play that game. I mean, you have Johnny Sexton, obviously, who hasn't been able to play a part of pre-season because of his ban. Um he will play, I think, against Romania or Tonga. Um, but will Farrell risk him against South Africa, given the fact that we, we will need him against Scotland and we probably need him, hopefully, in a quarterfinal and, and, and further. Um, the out-hafting for the last 15, 10 years um, since Roger retired um, has always been about Sexton and who's going to replace him. I think we're getting a better look at that and a better clarity around that. I think Crowley... Um, has come from under 20s to Munster this season, you know, fought off the challenge of Joey Carberry and Ben Healy in Munster. And now he's trying to push past Ross Byrne um, to be that backup to, to Johnny Sexton. The fact he can play 12, the fact he can play 15 would be a huge boost to his hopes of being in the match day 23. Um, and while Ross Byrne had a good game at the weekend against England, ironically, it was his place kicking, which is the strongest part of his game, which wasn't at its best. And, and again, probably improves the chance of Jack Crowley passing out uh, Ross Byrne over the next six or seven weeks um, and certainly looks to be the, the heir apparent to Johnny Sexton, uh, particularly because of his age profile. Um, where else, I think, I suppose for me, the countries that change coach in the final year of this World Cup cycle, um, it doesn't seem to have worked. Uh, so England... Are really struggling under people under Steve Bortwick. Obviously, he replaced Eddie Jones. Um, Eddie Jones replaced Dave Rennie in Australia. They've lost four in a row. Um, quite a bit of controversy around his coaching methods, and are going to the World Cup um, pretty low on confidence. And the other change was was obviously Warren Gatlin coming back to Wales, and they haven't really shown improvement. They lost to Italy and Georgia in the last calendar year, uh, suffered a big defeat to South Africa at the weekend. And despite playing against 12 men uh, for a while against against England in, in Twickenham, uh, managed to lose the game. So I think we're very lucky uh, that we have that 
consistency of uh, and uh, cohesion from Farrell for four years with a plan towards this World Cup and obviously the coaching staff of O'Connell, Easterby, uh, John Fogarty and Mike Cat have built up a very strong relationship. They know how each other uh, think and that consistency is transferred to the players who are very comfortable um, in the environment. Scotland are the same under Gregor Townsend. This is the second World Cup and despite the fact that the SRU thought about changing him in January, have now recontracted him for another two years and obviously France under Galtier um, have a huge amount of, of consistency as well and, and they've gone a full cycle together. Um, France, for me, they're the team to beat. Uh, obviously, massive pressure on them being the home nation. Intermac being out is a is a big blow, but they have the depth of um, Jalibert, uh, who actually statistically is a better player for France than, than Intermac, but maybe doesn't have those magic moments that Intermac has. Um, they also have Hastoy, Rona Garz, out half in La Rochelle, who's come from nowhere to being a Champions Cup winner and to now being um, probably going to be on the bench for France in a in a home World Cup. Um, but the depth France have, they, they named their squad yesterday. Jelanche, um, the Toulouse back row who got injured in in the Six Nations, is back way ahead of time, three months ahead of time, and he'll be a big boost for them. Um, and also, sometimes the home teams struggle at World Cups, but knowing the French mentality from my time in the top 14, um, there's always been pressure on French teams to win at home um, and they're used to that it's part of their makeup it starts when they're five or six playing for their their, their local clubs that the expectation is there that you win at home and you lose away um, now Galtier has done a great job of improving them away from home but that's not going to be relevant with obviously all the competition being played in France and um, I'm over for RT for France and New Zealand Friday, Friday uh, fortnight and what a game that promises to be 8 o'clock in Paris that's going to get the whole World Cup kicked off with a, an unbelievable spectacle on and off the field and I think once that starts the World Cup fever is just going to grow and um, we're very fortunate that we're going to be over there for, for some of it uh, uh, to get a sense uh, sample that unique rugby culture in France with all the different fans who are going to come in for this World Cup and um, the quality talent that's on show Um it's, it's really exciting. They know how to support their team. The Irish fans know how to support their team. So uh, the atmospheres are going to be um, uh, phenomenal. Uh, in terms of who else I'd be worried about, New Zealand are, are reborn, to be fair. They went through their own problems last year. I think Ireland beating them in, in a series in New Zealand. I think that actually helped them because they had a real look at what they were doing, uh, made some modifications. Uh, Joe Schmidt is very much part of that coaching staff now. And you can see the improvement in their form has similarities to what Joe did with Ireland and Leinster up till 2018. Obviously, 2019, it dipped a little bit, but for, for four or five years there, his model, his game model was was the best in the world. And um, New Zealand are going back to their the, to their roots. Basics of the game are very slick, but then you have all that X factor, all that natural talent, that speed and power um, throughout the team. And they had a very good rugby championship and... Um, they're real genuine contenders now, whereas 12 months ago, a lot of people were writing them off, but I think they're going to come with a late charge and could be um, could be the winners of this tournament if, if Ireland or France um, slip up. And they're the top three teams for me. It's I, I, I respect South Africa massively. Um, I think their game model, in terms of the pragmatism they play with, is suited to cup rugby, but I just think Ireland, France... And New Zealand have more X-factor players um, that are in form at the moment. And, and I think 
we know how hard it is to go back to back World Cups and I think the South African team might just be a year or two uh, past their absolute best um, whereas New Zealand, Ireland and France um, seem to be peaking at, at the right time obviously the other side of the draw is is weak at the moment and anybody could come out of that I mean um, England still look like they, they'll probably make a semi-final even though uh, they're far from their best they've an incredible amount of experience over a thousand caps and um, Today, the, the day we're recording this, uh, is the day of Owen Farrell's um, rehearing and Billy Vunapola's hearing for the red card he got against Ireland. So it's pretty important for Bortwick, I think, that um, those bans aren't too severe. Um, if obviously, if, if Farrell is banned for in, in his appeal, in, in the World Rugby's appeal, and obviously Vunapola will get a ban, it's just how long it'll be. Um, but if they can get a little momentum, and probably this weekend against Fiji and Twickenham is a chance to, to get a better performance, they should uh, sail through the group stages and, and, and should get to a, a semi-final. Australia have loads of talent. Um, Eddie Jones has made some big calls. Will Skelton to be captain, leaving out Michael Hooper, um, leaving out Quade Cooper. He's gone for youth. Uh, there is a lot of ability in that squad just haven't done it together at, at a World Cup uh, or in recent years in the in the Rugby Championship so they're a little bit of an unknown for me the dark horse are Fiji um, Fiji have an incredible team good coaches um, and I think Wales in particular uh, would be really worried about that fixture in the World Cup if I had to um yeah, my colours to the mask I'll be back in Fiji to beat Wales in, in the Rugby World Cup and to qualify for um, a quarter final and, and they have a pack this, this time they've always had brilliant backs they've always had incredible skill but their set piece is actually very strong their line very good their scrum is more than adequate so they're the dark horse for me um, Argentina as well um, under Michael Cech and Felipe Contaponi um, they're a team who tend to thrive in World Cup environments to get a very close um, uh team spirit and they love the opportunity to be together for six or seven weeks uh, because their players are scattered all over the world again um, so they come back together and they generally perform incredibly well in World Cups and again they're on the right side of the draw so um, they could be someone that build momentum as they go even though they're probably not in the top three um, going into this competition so um, look at this is a quick snapshot um, there's a couple more pre-season friendlies to be played it's all the squads will be announced next Monday um, and we'll get a better feel for it. And I'm looking forward to um, to being in touch with you uh, through Cassie Travels, uh, social media and direct uh, contact with you all the way during this World Cup, uh, giving you my opinions, um, as I said, sharing some footage, um, being up to date on what's going on. And, and there'll be lots of lots of news and, and there'll be ups and downs during this World Cup. So looking forward to communicating with you during that and uh, more importantly, get to meet you in person at the rugby event we're holding um, on the 5th of September. Hopefully you can make it, but if not, in Bordeaux, in Nantes or in Paris, um, supporting Ireland for the World Cup group stages and hopefully beyond. Thanks very much. Talk to you soon.